Recording? Uh, recording. I am once again. Recording. I am once again recording. Okay. <laughs> He's sitting in a chair. <laughs> uh, let's sync up. Ready, set, one, one two, two, three. three. <laughs> See, I, I was sure I was going to get it this time. And, and, and <laughs> Dan decided to be the... great. <laughs> two is I, 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 I realize now it was the joke that two is always good, and Justin just uses it arbitrarily. I forgot that was the... That was the meme. Well, no, yeah, like, it, it became a joke that 2 was always good, but I, like, it's a little more difficult to to perfectly sync 1 than, like, you know, t- you know, there's exactly one instance. Also, like, we're not really synced at all. We're just trying to say things. I know, I know. At this point, I'm just fudging it. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, let's, let's get going. Welcome to Corrective Consciousness episode... 300, the podcast where we explore the inanity of pop culture, but not really much anymore. I'm your host, Vise the Bold, and this is our final episode. And this is Lotus Prince. Pyro Jack Frost, back again for the last time. Uh, and Old Man Stompy, back for the first time since, according to my Skype log, August of 2019, which is quite <laughs> a while. And, you know, thankfully, absolutely nothing of interest happened anywhere in the world since then. So. I mean, if you take oh, out the pandemic, then it's only been like a few episodes we missed. <laughs> I, I had that comment a while ago. Like, it can't possibly be April Fools because it's still March twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, we are here for a final special episode here with all of our um, uh, prominent uh, collaborators. So I, I, I really um uh was very happy that we got a chance to have uh dracologists and pacophon on for uh their own final uh correctives and reactives but uh yeah um we have our our main hosts all were able to make it and make this something special so um really really love that um i i guess the the best thing to do is just kind of have a retrospective i mean um when i i actually started this corrective consciousness and we i i had kind of an episode zero um with with um a, a friend of mine from college and well um, well well you had an episode zero with me you had an episode like negative one with I, I had an episode negative one uh with with him and uh he he came on for uh donellen yeah uh donellen he uh he came on and um and and did an episode or two with us as well but uh yeah we 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 did a an episode negative one and uh uh, i filmed that back at the dorm (laughs) so like or or recorded that back at the dorm so it was just kind of it's kind of funny because that was before like soundcloud or anything like easy to upload like part part of the reason why we didn't like commit to it was that it was so hard to um like put it out even, I could have sworn I, I saw you handing out CDs at Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No. You can find it on the on but, the, um, the Optimus Prime download server. <laughs> oh, it was on DC plus plus. It was on DC plus plus. Yeah, we we actually had a, a file uh, sharing service that that everybody used uh, because it could um, get around the bandwidth. Uh, 
restrictions at the time. Yeah, so. and not well. Not only could it get around the restrictions, but the upload download rate was pretty incredible. I mean, that's yeah, because well, it was it, it was, was because of like a largely unsanctioned file sharing server that people just happened to, to yeah. run on the university network. Uh, that would like periodically get 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 you know trashed by 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 campus security, <laughs> and then yeah, just like so pop up somewhere else. Was- yeah, I was just gonna say it was probably. Uh, I think it was basically running off of a computer in a closet somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of those like, things. Or maybe every, every time, every time there'd be a sting. Like the first time there was a really big sting was when I was a student. Like, which is a few, just like three or four years before you guys. Um, and so, like the people sold shirts. The the first server was called Optimus Prime. So people would sh- sell shirts with the Autobots logo and like never forget. You know, the date that this thing happened. <laughs> And, and like it had nothing to do with the Transformers movie or 9/11 whatsoever. If like if you if you weren't really plugged into like Rutgers campus culture, you had no idea what it was about. Well, this was also at the birth of uh, like um, like uh, uh, social media and stuff like that. This was even before like um, like the F- Facebook had just become a thing. Uh, when yeah, we, when, we when we were freshmen, that was Facebook's first year, and that was the perfect time because at the time you had to have a college address email address to join it facebook was, it was called the facebook um yeah so like my brother <laughs> couldn't join the site because he was too young he didn't have a college address my parents couldn't join the site because they were too old email didn't exist when they went to college it, it was it was kind of cool because it was tight-knit at the time um so basically you could only talk to people at your campus so it wasn't really creepy um uh, like i'm sure there were creepy aspects to it there always well, are well, i but... was gonna say literally like the conceit of Facebook was creepy. <laughs> but but what I mean is, like, a lot of people were pretty open to, like, meeting people through it, like, in yeah, real yeah, life. Yeah. Um, and, and even our file sharing um, <laughs> uh, thing was, was like that. The chat in there, like, actually, like, brought people together. Um, you, know, you know what's actually insane, by the way? This isn't Facebook-specific, but rather university website-specific is um like I was once able to return somebody's lost student ID to them because I looked up their name and like their phone number showed up. Can you imagine that shit today? You could just look up someone on your in your university's phone number just by like going to the website directory. Like I think you might be able to do names cuz like students are at the university but like I could just get their phone number. You don't know me. <laughs> But yeah, and, and this is when I was a student, by the way. Like as a teacher, it's still creepy, arguably creepier. But like as a student, it's like it's weird. <laughs> so I I, I kind of bounced around and did um, uh, various podcasts. Um, you know, I, I went to a Hardcore Gaming One Hundred One's uh, original art incarnation of their podcast, and we we did a a, uh, uh, a pretty fun one there. But it wasn't very consistent. So like it, we just kind of did episodes when we could. Um, so that's kind of a death knell to a podcast is, um, you know, being inconsistent. Um, and then, uh, I, I tried getting going a, a quite a few times. Uh, like it took me a while for me to finally, uh, sync up with Lotus and, and, and get there. Like we, we had talked about doing one for a long time and, um, it, it was always me who, <laughs> you know, didn't jump on it. And, um, Lotus and I, um, you know, had done a few Let's Plays up until that point. You know, we had done Snatcher, I think, already, right? Um, and... Yeah, and I don't know if Police Knots was before or during, but we did Police Knots as well. Uh, Yumi and Pyro Jack Frost did, like, Golden Axe 1, 2, and 3. We, we did Barkley, that was another one of the early ones. Um, and... Yeah, Barkley was amazing. We did Harvester. And... 
<laughs> we didn't do yeah well the old man stop yeah you and i did harvester that that was a I think wasn't that our first one we did? Yes, that was that was back when I was still actively recording YouTube videos personally. Like so, like yeah. I did, I did basically four Let's Plays on YouTube. That was the third one. Yeah, nice. I remember. I I know you did that like a Final Fantasy mobile game. Like I was kind of in and out with that one, but your Alundra and Ghost Trick stuff were like so comprehensive. What, what, what was the? Oh yeah, Dual Hearts. Dual Hearts. Yeah, yeah Dual, that was, Dual that was Hearts great. is like one of one of my favorite Let's Plays I've ever seen because yeah, like, all three of those are great. Well, that one in particular is like that's a game that not too many people love. Uh, so like, but it's also very I've heard of. It, it's also very interesting because it it is a descendant of. Um, of uh you know uh, alundra and its yeah. other compile um brethren uh so it it was just uh really interesting um to to hear like you also talk about the connections with alundra and uh what's the genesis game uh the legend Land, of Land, landstalker landstalker that's right and then <laughs> uh, yeah that 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 series has so many weird spiritual successors like there's a lot of them um, well, it makes me think of, like, Quintet. There's, like, Act Razor, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, Terra Enigma. Like, all of them are, like, they're not the same game, but they kind of are. You're, you're a guy from the sky who comes down to Earth to fix things. So there's, like, a somewhat sim, and then there's action stuff in, like, all of these games. And Grandstream Saga, I think. Yeah, and there there was Dark Savior as part of that. Dark Savior uh, is uh, the like Landstalker side, Stalker. right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Time Stalker, uh, what, uh, the Steel Princess is, like, also part of that. Wasn't um, there, like, Lady Stalker? It's, like, loosely Lady related? Stalker is the SNES one that never made it to the U.S. Okay. Um, but, yeah, that that's kind of, I think that's the direct sequel uh, to Land Stalker. But, yeah, it, it's such a weird game to have, like, a billion sequels that are secret sequels. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, Alundra's one of them. Um and well, well, probably I mean, it also makes me think of the Souls games. Like, I know that there actually is a Dark Souls 2 and 3, but, like, Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, it's like, uh... they're. I mean, they're all thematically connected, and, yeah. like, and just, if you play them, they play like each other, um, so... Yeah, mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sekiro is probably the, the biggest deviation, but, um... Yes, Sekiro is a Tenchu game. Yeah, but, uh, it... Yeah, they're they're mostly uh, like the UI is like a dead giveaway of what you're playing. Oh yeah, at, you oh know? yeah, um, because it's all the same the way you equip things. Uh, I have to say, Elden Ring though, like, is by far the easiest to play. Like, you could jump in that game and <laughs> like yeah, there's like, a dedicated jump button. It was weird in Sekiro, and but like you'd think I'd be used to it now because Sekiro had it. But like everything looks Souls. I'm in Western Knight's armor, and I can just jump. Yeah, you don't have to do like weird workarounds and yeah, like double tap the run button. What? Yeah, and it's not awkward. Like you can platform like you would in any other action game. You press the jump button and your character jumps. (laughs) And and they do they they jump like like you would hope they would, (laughs) which is not something a decent height. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a forward only like probably not gonna work jump <laughs> yeah exactly or like one of those cinematic platformer jumps that like has like an awkward lead up and like yeah, yeah. and if you're riding your horse by the way have you gotten the horse yeah yeah Th- that you can horse double is super, jump super can... nimble <laughs> yeah super and, nimble. Can, and, and i unlock a double jump. jump not unlock 
I don't know what happened. I pressed jump twice with the horse, and I'm like, wait, when could I do this? Just jump again. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's it's really awesome. Oh, you, you know what's funny? When I, when I streamed the game for the first time, I I was above an enemy and I fell on him and was trying to do like a plunging attack. So I pressed like the attack button while I was falling. And it didn't work. I just slashed the air. I'm like, did they lose a plunging attack? Can anybody tell me how to do a plunging attack? And it was so embarrassing because I forgot that I can just jump. So it's just jump and heavy attack. And it's just just every time you do that, it's basically a plunging attack. It feels attack. dirty, like, oh. almost. Like, like, you shouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I yeah, feel like that's It's wild to me that, like, that, like, Dark Souls has adapted to have, like, more fluid horse riding controls than the most recent Zelda game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Which is like all people um, know about Zelda these days is that he rides a horse. If you aren't really into the series, and no, no more weapon durability. Uh, no Zelda limited carrots for Epona. Oh yeah, well, Ze- yeah. Zelda added in weapon durability. They're getting more Souls like. Well, Souls like is getting substantially better. I I had a very eye opening moment. Breath of the Wild is the Dark Souls where, where um where um uh, a YouTuber I follow. Uh, was like was like people call the Souls games difficult when they're really just like average, but they have really bad checkpointing, and that's why he never really got into <laughs> it. And I I kind of get it, you know, like I understand why they they design them the way they do, but this for accessibility, not really a good reason. Like it's like it's not yeah. necessary El- Elton... for, to, for them to for them to make you do the walk of shame every time you die. Well, that's the thing. Like Elden Ring, I believe has pretty good checkpoints for for major bosses, but mm-hmm. like Soul Souls got better, but. Demon Souls was rough. Like for for King Alant, yeah, that really sucked. You had to run past a bunch of goons and then ride an elevator that was like literally forty five to sixty seconds. Just wait, riding an elevator, like it, it was awful. Well, Souls kind of plays off of that, like, like that huge uh, serotonin release that you get when you finally accomplish something. Oh, of um, course. So like that that's part of the experience and what makes it satisfying to play is just, ah, oh, I finally did that thing that I've been trying to do. Um, well, yeah, but that, that's satisfying when you respawn and fight him again, not when you respawn yeah, and... Yeah, yeah, like, just... like, Monster Hunter's like that, too. They don't make you, like, walk for 30 minutes to get back to every fight. You can just go right back to the Fair mission. Enough. It's still, Fair yeah, enough. so, Fair like, there, yeah, there's like, a it, there's a high... It, it matters that there's a high cost to respawning in the Souls-like game, because, you know, if you if it's easy, you tend to, to take it kind of kind of off the cuff. But at the same time, you get to try, like more strategies because the, the the opportunity cost of dying is lower you know if you respawn yeah. right at the, at the boss gate so i i kind of wish they'd and done that i mean it was my, you know my minty mitts my wife she um she played the first dark souls and watching her like evolve into a crazed survivalist over the course of the first like two checkpoints <laughs> in the first because like <laughs> that game yeah. does it <laughs> the game really does that to you she had like you know after she died to like the first big enemy a couple of times she pulls out every the, the, the you know when when your options are very limited you have to pull out everything the game offers to you you know the the bow and arrow the the torches or like the the fire bombs cuz they they're all really helpful in in helping you avoid difficult risky combat it's it's funny like reading the Elden Ring subreddit when everyone's so nice to each other i would say cuz there's so many people who gatekeep Souls-like games, yes. And it's like if you're using summons, if you're using magic, then you're not. Then you're playing it on easy mode. It's like it's in the game, right? There is no technically yeah. easy. They're mode. meant to be used. I actually saw a post just today that was like parodying that, 
Like, if you use the ashes for summoning, you're not really playing Elden Ring. If you're using a weapon, you're not really playing <laughs> Elden Ring. It's like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, like, to be, like, let's be honest, you know, with Margie, the first boss... You know, if you mm-hmm. use your summons, yeah, like rough. he's still fairly difficult. They certainly don't. They certainly don't yes. easy mode the boss for he, you. You can still get killed off the bridge, quickly. like like you can with every early Dark Souls boss. When I was streaming the game, like I, I didn't really do a really dedicated attempt to beat him because I wanted to like get to it for the last play, so I tried him like twice. But like even so, there are a lot of little mini dungeons in Elden Ring with their own little bosses, which difficulty varies, but. They're manageable, but I gotta say, for the first, like, real boss, Margit is hard. Like, Mm -hmm. the first real boss of Souls games, like, with Demon Souls, you're supposed to lose to Vanguard, so the first real one is Phalanx, which isn't even a boss itself, it just has a bunch of goons. And that one's pretty easy. Um, I I didn't even die from Phalanx. Um. Yeah, and with with Dark Souls, it was um, the Asylum Demon, which is basically the Vanguard, except you have to fight him, except if you run past him and get the sword, he becomes way easier, and you get a plunging attack that's like a third of his health. In Dark Souls 2, you have options of which boss to get to first, but by the time you do, it's been long enough that you've become mostly accustomed to fighting, so they're kind of tough, but like, you should be prepared by that point. Dark Souls 3, the tutorial boss, was... Like, if, that, if that's your first Souls game ever, that guy's rough. He even has two phases. But Margit, like, I've beaten all these games, and I've beaten Sekiro. Like, Margit is rough for, for an early boss. Yeah. He's really hard. Uh, I, 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 I'm really actually, um, like, compelled to, to play Elden Ring, though. Like, it, it's, it's... I feel like it's just so much uh, less nerve-wracking than... <laughs> than, than the earlier ones. I, I think Have you the open world randomly wandering bosses. What were you saying, Pyro? I think the open world really helps because, yes. like, I the only one I beat was Bloodborne. Um, but in those games, typically you have two choices: you have a boss you're going to die to, or you have another dungeon you can explore. Yeah. When you or when you finish exploring that, that dungeon, you could probably beat the boss you're stuck on, because then you're going to be stuck on the boss of that dungeon you were in, and it's like a back and forth. Um, but there's always going to be that chance when you get to the end the dun- like two bosses, and you have to beat one of them, and you're like, I can't beat these, I just need to bash my head against the wall until I do it. Whereas in Elden Ring, like there's so many options. Like I yes. died to Margit once, I think. I Maybe I tried a few times, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I think this was before I even tried using my ashes too. Um, and then I was like looking online, I realized there was a whole nother area that I didn't even explore. I didn't even realize it was there because to get there, you had to run across a bridge that had tons of enemies. And I thought that it was just like off limits. Then I just ran through it with my horse. And I'm like, wow, I have so much to do now. And then when I got mm-hmm. back to the market after exploring that, I had my wolves and like, he was still hard, but like, it was so much easier. Also, I, I find it interesting. That I feel like the first like major boss I guess you could say the the first like I don't know what you'd call the boss of the Stormwind Castle like in terms of how he fits into the like tiering of bosses but I felt like he was so much easier than Margit too. <laughs> well, well that is the thing like sometimes like cuz Margit might be I mean it seems too much to even say this but he might be like a skill check cuz Father Gascoigne he's the first mandatory Bloodborne boss. 
but he's a skill check. Like, mm-hmm. you played a whole level to get to him, including with mobs. And then this guy's like a wake-up call. Oh, by the way, other guys have guns. Oh, by the way, this guy can use a transforming weapon like you can. Oh, also, that stuff you've been hiding behind. He could just bust it down in his third phase, get in there, and fight him. Like, so Gascoigne's like a lesson as well as a first boss. Market is, I guess Market's lesson is like, Remember those ashes you picked up and never thought to use? Like this, this is when you do it. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I saw there's a lot more lessons. He's like, he's like literally showing you how to play your character if you're really bad at the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was watching a video and Margaret has a lot of like lessons he's trying to teach, but it's obviously you're not going to realize it because like one of them is that you should never assume a boss is done with their combo. Two, yeah. <laughs> two is like I think one of the other lessons he tries to teach you is like learn which way that you're supposed to dodge different attacks. Like a lot of people are used oh, to dodging yeah. backwards, and you shouldn't dodge backwards on most of his because he has long reach. Yeah, backwards is one of the worst ways to dodge in most Souls games, unless you just take off the camera and you just run backwards. Because if you do a quick jump backwards, you're still gonna get caught. Like this is one of those things that's really hard to learn because it's so counterintuitive but you should roll directly into his swing, like into his weapon arm, because your invincibility frames will carry you through it, which defies physics, which is why no one thinks to try it at first, but if you're a dodger instead of a tanker, like, that's what you do. Like, roll directly into him. And I feel like there's no railings is a lesson, too. Like, you gotta watch your surroundings. Yes. Yeah, I... I, um... I, I, I think that one of the compelling things about Elden Ring is that it it's it's so much uh, it, it, just like the nimble nature of your character just um, makes it so such a less painful uh, experience it's just one of those things that like it, it feels very liberating after after so many um, so many attempts with the, with these games like it's like oh they finally made this game control like you thought you th- thought it, it it could I, I will say this, though. Try Sekiro. You've never felt so nimble. Wow. Like, you are everywhere. But, oh, by the way, speaking of nimbleness regarding Elden Ring specifically, here's a lesson I learned. Um, most character classes probably don't have this problem, but mine did. I chose the Vagabonds because I went for a strength build. And as soon as I started the game, I, I was fat rolling. And I'm like, are you kidding me? But it turned out that it's because I have, like, a heavy halberd equipped in addition to my sword. And when I unequip the halberd, I could light roll. So, like, that that's a thing you might need to consider doing. <laughs> like, weapon, or not weapon, uh, equip load, just immediately. Yeah, um, I also wanted to, to piggyback off of what, what everybody was saying here about um, the lessons learned. Um, one of the big things that um, people praise, like, early um, video games for, like NES and Super NES games, is that they... they t- typically try to teach you lessons uh the best ones teach you lessons diegetically like uh yeah. very very naturally like um the original super mario brothers is uh, and mario brothers uh, super mario brothers 3 are, are very famous for hey there is a block like like it's showing you immediately what you can do and how you kill a bad guy um like you can hit a block the blocks have stuff in them and you want to collect that stuff and it gives you powers. Uh, also, you can um, you can defeat this first bad guy 
uh, by jumping on top of him. And if you didn't learn that, you you just died. Maybe you should try something else. Oh, my my um, favorite is the the mushroom. Like they intentionally made it so that it rebounds back into your character because they thought that some people would like not try to pick it up. They think it was an enemy or a trick or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's um like. A, a really cool thing thing that they thought of, especially considering that um, uh, scrolling platformers were not really a thing. There were only two games be before this that um, people point to, and it's Pac-Land and um, Gun uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Um, and, and that's basically it. Uh, so this is at the infancy of the genre. So they really thought uh, really hard about the game design there about teaching you a lesson and Mario 3 builds on that and also gives you a new power up um, that you can you could try the raccoon's tail um, that um, you know and that that first level is really good at teaching you the, how to use the raccoon tail it, it you know you would never know how to use it otherwise um, and, and 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 what its abilities are um, Mega Man X is really good about that. Uh, Ego Raptor had a, you know, a, yeah, I was going to mention that yeah. a, a video that 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 talks about that and and why tutorials, excessive tutorials in games, are poor because they, you know, uh, they should just be teaching you naturally. Um, Especially when it's those like even some video games have made fun of this themselves when it's like press the stick to move it's like, eh, come on yeah i mean gen generally you can assume that most people that are playing will have some experience in playing the in the language of video games right oh, so you know what one of my favorite things is by the way I, I think this is less of a tutorial and more of like a realization in the plot but do, do you remember that game that, like, faded from existence as soon as it was released? Do you remember Mind Jack for the PS3? Oh, yeah. It's called Mind Jacking. Um, it's called Mind... I think, yeah, I think they establish, like, in, in the story that you can Mind Jack, like, four or five hours into the game. But, yeah. like, but like gameplay-wise, you've been doing it the entire time. It's like, what? <laughs> so funny. But, uh, yeah, um... I, I think that the Souls games, Souls-like games, the From games, um are good about that in an era where that wasn't a thing. Um, and so a lot of the people that, that criticize these games aren't taking that into consideration, that the game is teaching you hard lessons a hard way, but it is doing that. Although um, I, I will say, though, regarding controls, um, I don't remember if it was all of them, but I think it might be. Um, I don't I don't remember Dark Souls 3 so much, but they do have explicit messages that are like, this is how you control the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, the, the important lessons that you learn are... are yeah, are... like how you should fight things, like item placement in front of thing where you probably need to use that item. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really know how to backstab until you told me how to do it, um, which... <laughs> yeah, that is ridiculously useful. Yeah, well, uh, you were like, I can't believe you gotten this far without backstabbing. Yeah, you didn't have a problem with the ghosts, the thing that everyone has a problem with, but you it's did true. have a problem with the same shit you've been doing for the past, like, 15 hours. <laughs> well, it's because, like, the, the human enemies, which is what people consider to be, like, the easiest type of enemy, uh, <laughs> like, because you can actually, like, you know... Uh, understand their movement um, and it, like they're, they they don't have that many more abilities than you um, so so you know they're, they're, they're kind of easy to predict um, but 
uh, or easier to predict. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I I just was having trouble with human type enemies uh, <laughs> more than I should have, and then all the weird stuff I kind of was blazing through. Yeah. Oh, weird really stuff funny. doesn't have shields. This will be easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, I'm I'm glad that we uh, kind of delved into like having a, like a normal discussion because this is a good good way to send off the podcast is be like you know talk about something that we all have experience with and have common ground on so that's that's really great and it's also you know a pretty um popular topic amongst the, the gaming community right now is is uh, elden ring so and and for good reason it's it's the biggest game of the year and uh it actually deserves it it's not like cyberpunk where it was a gigantic flop um so apparently it's come back but that launch was i mean almost literally unbelievable uh i, I just got an rtx card so i started kind of replaying uh cyberpunk it's like it's not bad but again i'm playing it now when like all these patches came out yeah but it's not interesting but I mean, mm, I, yeah. in a way though i this is a hot take i kind of feel the same way with the witcher <laughs> Like, The Witcher had a lot going for it just because it's it's a unique game, right? In a sea of sameness, in a way. You've, you've, you've but, never liked The Witcher. But I've never liked The Witcher games anyway. Yeah, but yeah. I love the cyberpunk, like, themes. And it's not a bad game. It's just... I don't know. They bit off more than they could chew. They're trying to, to work it out. And I think it's... But I think, that's, I think it comes down to it's a fine game. But it's not, like, amazing that people expected coming from the company that made The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. I, I think one of its problems is that it doesn't seem to have a whole lot of charm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and that's kind of one of the things that makes The Witcher, like, great, is, like, a lot of the characters are beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, a lot of the sub-stories are, are well told, so they, they have emotional resonance. Well, um, remember that story I told you about for um, The Witcher 2, where you had to collect harpy feathers? No, no, I forgot about that. Oh, that's the greatest sub-story ever. Because there's this one guy who insists that you bring him... I forgot, like, a couple of harpy feathers. And when you do, he's, like, good. Um, but the guy that asked me to get the harpy feathers, he now requires more. Could you get five? And then you do. And then you come back. Sorry, my, my guy, like, needs still more. Could you get, like, a kind of obnoxious amount? And when you finally do... Like he's like, ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Here's your payment. Okay, bye. Thank you for for a job well done. And if you like, wait a day, and then you come back like in game time, then you go into his house to check up on him, and he just has like the feathers all over his clothes, and he has like a stupid <laughs> like poorly made rudimentary like homemade like beak like a cone, <laughs> orange cone like that goes over his nose, and he's just like this shitty, dressing up as a bird, and he just like freezes and stares at you and you freeze and stare at him (laughs) and if you choose to talk to him it's like it's great because i think the phrase i used when we were recording is that both of you are desperately trying to avoid the elephant in the room so you're like very slow and deliberate and you're like so nice weather we're having like, yes it, it certainly is nice weather that we are having and at some point like um you ask him about the harpy feathers like so this uh this collector friend of yours is he gonna need any more uh harpy feathers and he's like oh no no that that 
that will not be necessary. Like, oh, okay, okay, interesting. And like, uh, when you finish, le- when you leave, you know, when you kill um, certain monsters, you you get like a trophy that just it's just like like you get like a claw from a cockatrice or whatever, or like a head from a goblin or something, and it just dangles from your belt. Uh, you get like the cone nose thing as a trophy, and if you have it on you, then you just equip it, and you have like a stupid. Cone nose. bird beak cone nose it, it is a riot like I, I uploaded that little bit on my youtube channel and i think someone had posted like i heard about this on the podcast and i checked it out and like oh my god i was not expecting this <laughs> it, it, is, it is very funny that's awesome i i love that uh i i, I love like bits of humor like really stupid silly shit in in a very um like somber games <laughs> i love that. also Geralt himself as the series progresses develops like a level of sass that's just enough to not have authorities come down on him like i think the queen had complained about his job he's like you haven't found like the target yet like my my dogs could have found it by now and Geralt is like well then perhaps her majesty should have sent dogs instead of a witcher (laughs) it's like oh shit that's amazing (laughs) i love stuff like that but yeah i mean cyberpunk was one of those things where i i think they just had such a hard time making the game into a game they bit off more than they could chew yeah that they didn't have an opportunity to impart the kind of writing uh that they they are known for and that's the important thing um yeah and like one of the big issues that i heard so i'm not that far in the game that i heard it has is it's very much like like has the open world game problem where not enough to do well not not that it's just like the world's too big well yeah i guess partially that but that if you break the world down into the regions every region has like the same stuff so yeah. like okay like there's always a person who's going to contact you and you get new regions saying hey i'm your contact for this region here's some quests for you kind of thing you you you've you've played all the content in, in if you've done one region right so like there was a time played everything. um i remember reading about the original design of the first assassin's creed game where they dumped like the flags or feathers or whatever all over the map because they were like no one will yeah. ever get all of these it's just there for you to yes. pick up and it turns out like that's exactly why some people play over like open world games because they really yeah, they actually need a reason to go into like every corner of the world and they expect something to always be there and now that is just how like all these games are designed they're just like a world where a pinata opened up overhead it o- opened up over it just like crap fell out everywhere. Yep. And, well, and people have been roughly evenly distributed. In, well, I was going to say people have been posting pictures of this in comparison to Elden Ring's UI. If you go to one of these like Ubisoft games and you look up like where this collectible is, where this collectible is, where this like this type of collectible, and you have all the icons open up on your map, like you can't even see the map for mm-hmm. the icons. Yeah, like it's insane. Yeah, especially in Far Cry. Uh, Far Cry like is very guilty of that. Um, uh, from from F- Far Cry Three on, um, like four um, was ridiculous. Like uh, I like that that was the first time where I was just like, all right, I'm not doing all that. Like there <laughs> there there are certain ones where I was compelled because it Which had ironically it, was probably developer intended. You're not doing all that. <laughs> um, it, well, also um, the first game that I really was like, I'm not doing all that was um, I think it was Arkham City. Uh, like. There was oh, just, I actually did that shit. <laughs> you know, there was just way too many, and then Arkham Knight is even worse. 
Uh, like I actually did Arkham Knight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I know, but like, like the the ones in Ar- Arkham Asylum, the first one, were perfect. Yes. They, it was great, and it also had a really great payoff, and it was a really good diversion to figure out the Riddler stuff in each area. Yeah. Um, but then they, you know, with a with a bigger open world, it, with the second one. They just put them all over the fucking place. Um, you know what I will say though, like the the one that like the first one I think that I remember immediately saying I'm not doing this. La Noir. Do you remember how La Noir handled it? Uh, so there were uh, famous locations, right? Um, like there, landmarks. There, there were that. That's not so bad. But there were there were little collectibles you could get, like film reels. Here's the thing. L.A. Noir mapped Los Angeles, like which is an impressive lo- uh, Hollywood land. Yeah, Los it's an impressive feat. Los Angeles, yeah. but like the murders that are in the game took place in like real locations, like they're they're historically accurate, mm-hmm. and they're only in a small portion of the map. So there are giant swaths of map that, like in the story, you will never go to because they're just irrelevant. And there are collectibles scattered all around those areas. But here's the thing. They're not generally located in the story area. So, like, it's like, oh, there's 100 or 50 or whatever of these collectibles. I didn't even know they existed, like, when I beat the game. And you want me to explore solely, like, irrelevant, there's nothing to actually do here, parts of the map to find a MacGuffin that doesn't do anything? Uh, I was like, nope. So, the the most unsatisfying collectible experience I've had is a game that I am nowhere close to completing and that is Saints Row 3 and the reason why the, I mean I mean and I, that I should be having fun with that game and that's just part of the reason because Dracologist always used to tell me I gotta play that game because one of the one of the area bosses is a professional wrestler and he thinks that I will really enjoy his scenario uh, part of the reason I have never really gotten into that game and I, I, I finally understood why what was going on because I didn't really get it the first time I was playing it turns out the um, copy that I bought was from a, a package. I can't remember if it was a Steam sale or a Humble Bundle. But it comes with DLC, and some of the later DLC, especially if since I activated it, because I, you know, I, I got it as part of a package, I didn't think anything of it at the time, Sure. it will automatically clear an area for you of your choice, of all collectibles and missions. And to me, that's like that's what? so frustrating because you know if I, even if I'm planning on completing the game and I have like a checklist, like some number of things I don't know what they are, some number of things will be checked off of it when I start the game, and I have to pick what that what that is, but I don't know what it maps to. Like, should I pick the easiest that's area because that way I'll have the sense of accomplishment of doing the hard stuff, or should I pick like or should I look up on a guide like the most obnoxious stuff and clear it automatically? Like, why is this even a thing that you can do? I, I guess I guess it makes sense. I'm not opposed to people paying money to, like, clear objectives in a game, like, existentially, but I wouldn't do it before I even played the game, <laughs> like, the first that's time. That's really weird. So, yeah, that's bizarre. Maybe there's some way I can, like, reinstall the game without the DLC attached to it. Um, if I, But it's, it's, it's just so much extra work just to play a game it's, that I'm not sure I'm they, even going to enjoy. It's weird that they make you choose an area to clear not that is like an yeah. option I, I, that is very you know strange. maybe somebody in the it, comments probably will tell me. Story, <laughs> it probably has a story significance uh, I, I bet but um, yeah that's weird yeah the huh. second game uh, I will say one other thing the other game that I said I'm not doing this since Lotus brought it up when I when I decided when I looked at the, the requirements for 100% completion was dual hearts which is like also the whole reason why I decided oh. to do that as let's play 
um, because the the amount of the collectibles you be, you need basically none of the collectibles to finish the game at all. You need like a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of them to get through the 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 main game, and the rest of the time you can just use the stuff that you unlock for beat like a Zelda game, the stuff that you unlock for beating yeah. the dungeons, and you get and like the game's not super hard anyway. Um, so I realized like there must be so much of the game that I'm missing that was not required at all and that I never even saw. So and you know there's no there at the time there probably is now, but when I recorded it there was no full playthrough of Dual Hearts on YouTube. So I decided like this is me, I'll be the one. Yeah, that's kick ass. <laughs> yeah, because who would have thought to do you know Dual Hearts? Mm-hmm. Well, um, before before it gets to uh, Long the Tooth, we we should um, uh, pay tribute here to our. Um, our our fans um with with our comments here lotus if if you could please um um because uh i i really want to make sure that we address um our our especially the the fans that have been here every single week uh that have um commented very frequently given us um questions and 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 topics and also interacted with the show and also kind of like um you know people kind of always had their own little spotlight um from week to week and could update people on their progress and things so uh i do want to uh, talk about that before we do get um long in the tooth here of course so we have a few comments from living corpse um who himself addresses, like, oh, geez, sorry, I posted so many comments because there's, like, five of them. A lot of them are about, like, different types of ammunition because this is coming off of a thing that he addressed in uh, a previous podcast, like, things that you just find, like, um, what was it? Like, seem- like things that are often overlooked but are exceedingly important. And he was talking about guns, and he's like, well, the ammo. And then he went into, like, you know, interesting, like, tri- it's, not, it's not trivia, but, like, very specific descriptions of them. So there were like five comments, but I'm going to do the last two, especially because they're more conclusive anyway. So he says, uh, I guess this is my last comment. Damn, this keeps happening to me. I discover something and then it ends like two years or two months later. So I keep forgetting to bring it up every time you mention Mr. Freeze. So I might as well say it now. A freeze ray is actually closer to reality than one would think. It's called laser cooling. And there's something like seven methods. I know of two. Wow. One is to hit the atom with a photon in a way to slow it down. Uh, slow down its spin. Another is to have the photons knock the electrons off the atom. Fewer electrons means less energy. I suppose that makes sense. And the other methods fly over my head. Funny how I explain the differences between energy weapons in the show like masers, lasers, plasma, ions, and even I have my limits on this subject. (laughs) Oh, and this is the part I mentioned. I also want to apologize for posting so many comments on the comments section of the last episode, the last minute possible Uh, when you already did a recording. No, I mean... Don't worry, we're still still good. We're doing it now. (laughs) I wanted to post them earlier. Life got in the way. I kept crashing into bed when I had free time. Yeah, too real, man. I know that feel. Uh, There's so much I wanted to say, but we're saving it for later because I thought I had more time with the show. So I understand if you guys don't have time to read them, but I enjoyed listening and interacting with you guys, and I wish I could have been part of the show. Anyways, Vice, I wish you and your family all the best. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, It's been an absolute pleasure. And then, ironically, uh, the the other comment I'm going to read... Oh, wait, I have one more thing. Turns (laughs) out, solid light is possible. If you have light travel through a gas that is freezing near absolute zero, it slows down the photons long enough to absorb the magnetic charge of other particles and always... Uh, well, I think it's supposed to be allows. Yeah, allows, pro- yeah, because yeah, it underlined it. Allows them to interact with each other, or with other charged photons and form molecules. So look forward to the future. We can sit in a chair made of light or buy a toy Omni-Tool made of light 
for your Mass Effect cosplay. Isn't that how the holodeck works? Is uh, it has like like solid light? Uh, that uh, I, I've gotten my Star Trek filtered through the Red Letter Media, and they have not covered that particular thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, okay, I'm done now. Have a great life, everyone. Uh, and yeah, thank ye- you very much, Living Corpse. Yeah, no, I, I have to thank you for your, all of your contributions and and your loyalty to the podcast. And uh, uh, like I said, you know, it, previously, uh, I'm not gone forever. It's just um, one of those things where uh, I I can't keep up with the pace that's all yeah yeah and school filmer has a couple as well uh it seems like i've been in a roll lately since i've managed to defeat ultra greedier and thus doing every hard mode mark as almost everyone except the polyon as of writing this very impressive so that includes the lost and the keeper yeah we we gotta get our isaac in here Um, yeah i mean it wouldn't be (laughs) well yeah it's not like the you know there was that surprise what was it repentance the last one the the final expansion to isaac like after everybody thought they were totally done with the game there was a like a, you know, a last round just a few months ago, right? <laughs> yeah, and repentance is an actual conclusion, uh, and I I beat like I got everything in repentance with the lost, but like certain characters like uh, Cain and Abel, I think it was no 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 Jacob Jake and Esau. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> it's too much, even for Lotus. Plus, like this the whole <laughs> there's there's 34 characters now, I think, right? So the thought of yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not. I, but but I did I did beat the beast with the lost, which was extremely hard. Uh, I used the, the I'm feeling drowsy pill to slow down the entire fight, and you know how long that fight is. That was a very very slow fight. Yeah, and here and I, I thought you were a lives, true gamer. And I was down to my last life, even <laughs> with the slow. I was like sweating by the end of it. Um. Okay. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I also need to find the last four items for the list. Plan C, Eden's Soul, Metronome, and Dad's Ring. And also completing the Ultra Hard Challenge and getting a five-win streak in daily runs. Yeah, that ah, that sucked. Like, it's not terribly hard to beat a run, but, like, if you die on run three or four, you're like, oh, god damn it, now it's five more days at best. That, that was frustrating. And then one more from School Filmer. Well, it's come to this, the end of the corrective consciousness as we know it. It's been a hell of a journey, and I am glad I could partake in it with a couple of questions and comments, uh, allowing myself to become more honest about myself. I guess I've been seeing you guys as the friends I wish I had back then, what with similar interests and the like, so I guess this is it then. I wish all of you who have been on the podcast a happy future, and who knows, maybe we'll meet again someday. Thanks, guys. Cheers. And then, P.S., I took out Ultra Greedy as a Polyon, so now all I have to do is head for repentance. Yeah! And then PPS, I'm going to be an uncle for the third time. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, Thank you again for all of your your feedback and support. Yeah, it's it's comments like this that, um, uh, like yours, uh, School Filmer, that I'm very grateful for because it kind of makes you a, like a, a mini guest host in in a way because like everybody's getting updates from you and interacting with the the podcast so um you're people like you and living corpse um uh and just like and and a lot of others are are just like extra uh content um generators for the show and uh, it's been really great um having you as part of it and then uh, Ross says, "You guys are fucking awesome. Thanks for the LOLs. Good luck for the future, Bor Ragnarok." Yeah, thank <laughs> it's you very it's much, pronounced Ross. lols. 
only if I said LOL is clearly lols. Disgraceful on my. If you're gonna if you're gonna spell it LOS, you might as well spell out the whole thing he said. Laugh out loud, super. All right, so and then Fakafan has a couple of comments. Bottom line, oh, this is this is calling back to what you were mentioned was like ski free. Yeah. Bottom line, if your ski game doesn't have the Yeti, then why bother? They, and they you know should, what? That's a damn good question. They should make another like, like, technologically advanced um, like snow. Yeah, well, game I would like to see that kind of thing. like a mediocre like PS2 looking ski game where it's it's like yeah. you know 1080 snowboarding, but it's skiing. But then there's like, also a, a, a Yeti. Yeti. Like, oh my god, <laughs> like legitimately scary. And what I, if I, I, I what if they make a VR game? You know the 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 thought that that like that it was one of the last games where if you got too far, you just fucking die. Like one of the last <laughs> real kill screens. Yeah. Imagine you know, a VR were... ski free. VR, VR ski free. That would be amazing. That'd be horrifying. But no, what was also funny about ski free is if you actually were consistently good enough with your turns to dodge the Yeti without bumping into stuff, like you could kind of lose him, but then like a second Yeti just comes out from a different location. Like there's, it's not happening. It's the original Demon Souls. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it kind of reminds me of Evil Auto. Like eventually, Evil Auto is just gonna get you uh, in Frenzy. You know, you know what was fun. Re- remember when we were playing Frenzy in the arcade, and I just tried shooting Evil Auto and just seeing how many times I could do it before. Yeah, you could get him was... like three times, and then the, that yeah, fourth it was one funny because like when he's like blazes toward you, if you get him on the right pixel, like you might catch him before he gets you. And then he's just like, Vroom! like there's there's no there's no dodge. I would really enjoy Pyro's idea for a VR ski free as like a spectator sport where you have somebody with a helmet on. You don't really know what they're playing, but they keep looking behind them and they're like, just, just like pulling like mad. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that is true just some guy running down the and target aisle because he tried the ski free demo and he got a little too good. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. And then, um, and Vakafan's other comments, man, this was really fun to record. Feels good, huh, right? 300 episodes, just chewing the fat, talking about things we like. This is a really great experience, and, uh, I don't really know what else to add, honestly. It was just really fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vakafan. We concur. Yeah, Vakafan, uh, you were an absolutely wonderful, uh, person to have on. You gelled with our, uh, our, our hosts uh, very very well uh, we loved having you on every time you were on uh, same with you Dracologist loved having you on uh, I consider you good friends thank you so much uh, for being a part of this and then we have um, I, I think possibly a first time commenter uh, Usala Sierra never been much of a commenter guy but I'm glad that I did that one time I've been listening to the whole thing since the early days and at the risk of repeating myself so I guess an old school commenter just want to say thank you for all the games, films, or media in general that I've discovered or rediscovered in your conversations. I guess one good final question would be just knowing what's ahead in the future for you guys, which, whatever it is, I hope it makes you happy. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, with me, it, it's um, it's all about family stuff and, um, you know, uh, continuing with my job. And also, um, I really... Uh, a big part of doing this was also so I could free up my schedule. Um, it, it's not that, um, as an adult, I'm getting busier and busier and busier, and my my time in which to um, just decompress um, from the week is um, limited. So, 
even though I love doing this, it's a very fun thing. Um, it is a, a, a an amount of stress. It, it, it's something I, I have to keep up on the news. Uh, I have to think of things. Uh, we have to also edit and post the podcasts and also meet at a specific time. And um, all of those things, uh, um, you know are and also interact with you those are all things that are um take up time and uh, also it takes up money i mean i i've uh, i i've said this before but i've i never made money on the podcast i've only lost money on it and um it, i've spent a lot of money uh uh paying 15 dollars a month to keep us hosted on soundcloud um, and so what we're saying is give us money. <laughs> no, no, no. I never asked for money. I, I, I never asked for money, and I, I never even really did a, a Patreon because it, it was just one of those things. I, I, I never... Um, I, I couldn't ever bring myself to, to making the tiers because I was just like, what else extra can I do? I already do uh, basically at my limit. Um, so I, I didn't feel right. I mean, maybe, maybe I could just say it this is a patreon if you want to contribute you can that kind of thing that would have been i I guess acceptable um with no expectation but i i I didn't even want to do that i kind of just did wanted to do this to keep in touch with my friends originally um and then hopefully you know make this entertaining for some somebody out there and um it's a lot of work doing stuff like this. It is. Yeah. It is. And um, it's it's especially back background stuff and also it's strain on, you know, your your loved ones. They have they have to my my wife has to um, you know, work around um, our our weekends around my podcast. I'm doing the podcast, <laughs> honey. Exactly. Uh, we 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 only lost uh, we only didn't record one week uh, a, a a single week um and it was because of my, uh, my, my, my honeymoon. It wasn't even because of my wedding. It was because That's of my honeymoon. That's a poor excuse. It, so, <laughs> and so. thank God, by pure coincidence, nothing at all happened in the world <laughs> that week. But, uh, yeah, um, uh, also, I, I, I was also very, very happy to, um, like, there, there, there were a couple weeks in which I couldn't make it, and, um, you know, uh, Either either you, uh, Old Man Stumpy, or or you, Lotus, uh, uh, would would host uh, in lieu of me, and even seeing something like that, where my um, the thing that I I started and was my baby, uh, kind of being run by somebody else that wasn't me, um, was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced because it 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 it. it, it you, you believed in it and you also like you know wanted wanted to be a part of something uh, that that made me happy and and all that I, I i absolutely thought it was the coolest thing that somebody wanted to actually take part of it um you know uh, take charge in, in being a part of something even if it didn't di- directly involve me um which was really really neat and i, I mean i would say the fact that it's even been 300 episodes if i can do my back of napkin math that's like six years um, yeah yeah it's like five and two thirds or three quarters or whatever so it's like it's a lot of dedication and it's hard like it's hard to manage that with a job right like a lot of big youtubers 
don't have other jobs because they're making their money from that. Yeah, that's exactly it. So it's like being able to balance. Even then, even then, it's work too. People are like, "When are you gonna upload this?" Well, Well, I have to record it. I have to edit all sorts of crazy camera cuts and put in music and like make it something you're interested in watching. Like that doesn't just happen. Like, like look at the Game Grumps. They post their stuff like every single day, but like, but they have like they have editors. They have a team. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's hard balancing like personal projects and work like there's so many personal projects i've tried to work on but then when you balance personal you balance work you balance life family playing video games and then personal projects kind of go to the wayside sometimes so yeah uh i also might add that um um my entire life i've 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 suffered from um uh from a, a very high amount of anxiety and um i have only um, in in the last like five or six years um, been properly medicated um, and in a good mental space all about it um, and and ha- I've always had good support but I've I've, I've never um, be- before that amount of time it, it it was always difficult for me to do projects because I was always very anxious about them uh, and I would put them off and I I, w- I would. Um, I think that's a very common thing with people with anxiety is that they have uh, trouble um, starting things um, because of all of the um, possible outcomes or even um, just the thought of it is is just overwhelms them. Uh, so I used to have, uh, that was a big part of the problem in getting the podcast started to begin with is I, I, I just had a lot of anxiety about like what am I going to do what am I going to think and a lot of it was you know was solved just organically like you know we, once you're in the groove you just do it yeah yeah and not only that but um I I really have to thank Lotus for kind of being um my teacher during this whole thing uh he he obviously is a a prominent um a much more prominent content creator than I am uh, so you already had uh, some of the infrastructure uh, of like scheduling, and this is what you need to do in order to keep your fans. Uh, this is what you yeah. need. Uh, you know, uh, you you were the one who taught me that, and also like made sure that I stuck to it. Um, well, that's that's the thing. Like even that though, that wasn't like just. Tr- I mean, regarding like how to record and edit stuff. Like, yeah, I had that in the bag already, but like getting just getting started like that was from me like in i forgot if it was a thing in high school but it certainly was in college which was for me it wasn't anxiety it was more just like i really don't feel like it like i don't want to start my work because it's work but like once i do start it or like same thing with any schedule change i don't like change like I, I, I like whatever even if the change is clearly good like but like but i'm used to this you know mm-hmm. i don't like change but once you force me to start it once i'm in i'm in uh same thing for my homework assignments like oh god i have to do this now but once i'm once i've started i would rather just finish it like yeah. like my whole existence is like inertia <laughs> I, if I'm not moving, I don't want to move, and if I am moving, I want to finish. Yeah. So that that makes it easier for the podcast as well. Just do it. Once you start, you just kind of go. Um, well, I I also want to talk a, a bit about um, as well. It, it, like a lot of people don't realize this, but you know, we we had um, episodes, you know, that we had techno uh, technology 
issues with. Um, it happens. You it know, happens. and so we we either uh, lost um, tracks or lost uh, entire episodes um, because of you know various um, crashes and things like that. And yeah, power um, outages. That's power happened a outages. couple times on this podcast. Then oh, we sure. like edit around it. Maybe you could tell. Maybe you can't. Yeah. Um. There was even one where um like the audio was completely borked and you had to really amp up the volume and like work it off of like headphone audio uh like like no you you know you know what my favorite was when i realized like i just hadn't been recording for the first like 10 minutes (laughs) uh so like what i did was i played back your audio and, and talk I to would, it. <laughs> yeah, I interacted with it. I was like, yeah, oh, sure, that's good. And, and, and if there was, like, a really long extended segment where you were just waiting for me to talk and I didn't remember what that was, I just, like, either cut it down severely or just cut it because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the fuck I said for, like, five minutes straight. Yeah, uh, y- you really um, were a just wonderful person to work with because you really taught me that like you have to be regimented um or or else like shit won't get done and yeah. you'll and, lose, and i'm glad that worked viewers. because well i'm actually glad that worked because that's really not a guarantee some people well, we've talked about this before off the air some people feel horribly confined by that like a schedule is a nightmare because they're trapped in it but like I guess it worked for you, but yeah. for someone like me, like, I need that, because, like, this is what you do, this is when you do, like, I mean, I've talked about this to you before, like, when you go to work, you don't have a problem getting to work on time, like, oh, I don't feel like going to work that today, like, that's not a problem that you have, so if you just convince your own brain that this is, like, a priority that must be met, then it just kind of falls into place. Yeah, it's it's kind of like exercise. Um, like, you have to make it an essential part of your day. Yes, um, and, yes. And, like, nobody is guilting you into doing it other than yourself. So um, it, it, it's, it's hard to put that schedule into your brain that, no, this is something that I have to do. I might not, like... Um, like, I don't have a social obligation to do it, but uh, I need to do this. Um, and it, it's very much the same thing in content creation. You have to keep doing it and you have, and if you lose it, it's hard to get back into it also. Um, like, you know, I know plenty of people that, you know, I'm going to go on hiatus for a month and then they never get back to it. Um, yeah, well, I've, I've kind of done stuff like that. Like yeah. between my let's plays, it's a little irregular. Like I'm not going to keep you waiting for like a year or anything, but like I, I have had, times where i'm between let's plays and then i'm like oh it's it's been three weeks like i should i should put something up <laughs> yeah so once, once i put up like my video that says it's coming in three days at that point it's already happening like three days got it it will happen <laughs> but like I, when i put up the announcement who knows when i'm going to do that like once i do it i'm in uh i'm also um you know this is kind of a little inside baseball you know and and that's that's kind of the kind of thing um, I want to talk about here is um, the way that I am about what I'm into. Um, I, I am very much an all-in person when I have a hobby, and I have a yeah. lot of hobbies. Um, so it, um, like when I get into reading a comic, I want to get all of it. <laughs> and then I'm pretty similar. Yeah, I, I want to get all of it. I don't want to miss anything. I want to read it in the right 
order, and I I don't want to be spoiled about it. I don't want to read anything about it. And um, so if you take a look at my 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 bookshelf, I have tons of comics, uh, ones that I had uh, in my brain that I had to buy just in case uh, I wouldn't be able to find it later, which is a legitimate concern with comics um, because stuff goes out of print. Um, so, like, I have a gigantic backlog of that, and a gigantic backlog of, of video games, which I also love, and also movies. Uh, I am into all of those things. Uh, I'm also very into cocktail making, uh, you, you, uh, you guys know that. And, so you bought all the vineyards. Uh, well, no, but I have a, an extensive liquor collection, even though my, yeah, my, course, my, my drinking has, has, has steadily declined because i because of health not not really because of health reasons but because like i, I like doing it like sparingly now you know no, yeah so. no I, I was gonna say like your your entire wine rack like you you could put anything in a bottle right like so you just have hundreds of wine bottles of like jägermeister <laughs> wine bottles full oh. of video games for days <laughs> wow but like you know i i have um i i'm also like love cooking and i love uh, trying to cook new things for for me and my wife and uh, like uh, trying new recipes and new methods so like I am very much uh, I, I have tons of hobbies uh, as I've revealed and I will get more as time goes on you know and I, I will drop some or or ones will become uh, more prominent than the others it's just whatever I'm into at that time I'm like totally into it so um, you know, probably I'll get that way into gardening eventually or something like that. You know, um, I, I could easily see myself getting into that because my, da my dad uh, does that. Um, you know, uh, he does that with produce. Um, he, he grows tomatoes primarily, but lots of other stuff. Oh, you might say that he makes them come into existence. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I um, what I'm trying to say is... The, the podcast is something that I was totally into, and it it, it, um, um, it kind of was scratching my itch uh, as a content creator because I, I used to um, be in the filmmaking club at Rutgers, and I, yes. I, I always loved making things, but it was always kind of a, a really difficult for somebody with, with an anxiety issue uh, to do because um, my, my ambitions were always grand. Um, I, I should have made smaller things, to be honest, to help teach myself how to do it. Uh, it was too hard uh, to do a lot of the things that I wanted to do, um, because they involved a lot of, like, expert-level stuff. Um, like, you know, creating your own music and, uh, you know... Um, like large amounts of time to put things together and uh, also other people. Um, and... Um, I, I the, the the successful things I made were actually just documentaries about stuff I was doing at the time, um, and and they were also uh, heartfelt. Like I, I I did one about my weight loss. Um, yeah, and, that, that's the one I saw. Yeah, and that that one is the best thing I've made uh, in terms of filmmaking. And um, that it turns out that maybe that was the kind of thing I should have been doing the whole time. Um, because those are the things that I ended up doing, and also I got praise for it. Um, and uh, recording a podcast was kind of scratching the same itch. It's not uh, the same. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like a component of filmmaking is, is the sound part of it, but um, it, it, you know the editing process and all that stuff is 
on the similar-ish. I mean, I don't have to add special effects, you know, that kind of thing. But um, and and you know, worry about lighting. But you have to. It's actually kind of like almost a simpler version of it. Um, and it, I had to worry about um, two people most of the time, or, or three people uh, most of the time, and um, to collaborate with, and that was far easier. Plus, they were you know people that wanted to be there with me. Um, and that you already knew. Yeah, exactly, and I wanted to spend time with me. So um, it, it was scratching that itch. Um, I, I think one of these days I might want to start making little little movies again, but... Um, or, or, or even writing again, because I used to write a lot. Um, uh, and I can't do it all. Here's the thing. With, with working the, with the schedule that I work and, and being, um, you know, responsible for a house and a family, um, you, you get only very few times to do that kind of stuff. Um, before you, you're, you're, you're old and you don't know, remember what your time did, uh, you did with your time. So, um, I've already put in a lot of this, uh, a lot of work into this and I built a very nice, um, legacy with this. Uh, I'm going to keep it up and, and keep it preserved, uh, for as long as I can so people can go back to it, um. I, th I also think it's kind of cool to go back as a time capsule and be like, hey, this is what we cared about, like, you know, three years ago. Um, and uh, just to have it there, just, to, you know, for, for people to enjoy if they want it. And also to have it there for my family, you know. Um, you know, hey, this is what, um, what he was like back then, you know, that kind of thing. So... Um, when, we're, when we're retired, we can start it up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, when, when, when then we have more we'll, time... We'll, than we'll, we'll all have to call ourselves old man something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, that, that's really it. Um, uh, all right, well, in, in light of that, we do have one more comment. Mm -hmm. So, Sabrina Hengel says, Even though I didn't comment or contribute all that often, mostly because life stuff got in the way, yeah, well... Know that. Too real, yeah. and I ended up listening to RC and CC a while after you released them. I did listen to every single one of your episodes and also enjoyed wow. every single one of them. I'm sad to see it come to an end, but I understand why. Thank you to all of you who hosted the show, contributed to it, and kept it going all these years. God, it really has been years already, hasn't it? It's been great, and I wish you only the best. And thank you once again, Sabrina. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, you you were also more prom prominent than you uh, give, gave yourself enough credit for. Uh, I certainly saw your name plenty uh, over the years, and uh, I'm I'm just, um, you know, it's one of those like where did the time time go? But then when I think about it, I I lived what four different places um, during <laughs> That's the pretty wild. during during the the uh, um, recording of this I, I lived at my parents my my first apartment that I, I lived outside of college um, with my roommate and then I, I moved in with my now wife uh, to our our, our uh, her apartment and now we're in our house so it's just like you know a lot of uh, I, I have a cat and a dog now that I didn't have before that are named after battle monsters of all things this is just a battle monster. <laughs> The classic chili and pepper, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. Now I know how to cook a lot better than I used to, um, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's really cool. But uh, anything else that anybody else wants to uh, mention 
um, before we wrap things up. I will say one thing, which I'm is good. that, uh, you know, I play a lot of Magic. I do have the opportunity to play Magic again. I also managed to purchase a house uh, last summer. So now that I have my own place, it's a lot easier for me to host some. some and now that um, most of my friends are vaccinated, it's a lot easier for me to host some person Magic Nights. Uh, never really got mm -hmm. into, like, doing the spell table games that people have been playing online during the pandemic. Um, and I, I have really no interest in monetizing my life right now. <laughs> so I, I have, yeah. like, no plans for content creation, but, like, like with Lundre, like, I really stuck to that. It took me years to finally finish all the videos to it because I, I, like, lost a hard drive a couple of times and... And you know thing, things happen. I mean, Lotus knows because because he he was watching it sort of like subscribing to my channel and following along. But like the last two parts came out several years like after the, most of the rest of the yeah. the the video. Like if something comes out that I feel like I can do a job a good job with, you know, then I could be compelled to come out and do some do, like do some content creation again. And I know that I owe Lotus the rest of the Nonary Game trilogy. Uh, with my wife, which I really had a <laughs> yeah. I really had a lot of fun doing the first time. The set the next two times I think I think we'll allow the voice actors to do what they were paid to do and not do the voiceovers all the time because that was kind of stupid, but but still a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, we mute the voices so we could do the voices. <laughs> which you know to me it was authentic because the original game didn't have voice actors, so that was the only reason why it made sense. Otherwise, definitely. <laughs> oh. Um, I think my favorite was Minty Mitts doing the the mystery person. By just muffling her voice <laughs> for like a really <laughs> long time, it was it was not the greatest production value, but I had a lot of fun making it, and hopefully I will have that much fun again. Uh, so what I wanted to loop back around to was um, Mark Rosewater, the lead designer for Magic: The Gathering, always says that people come to him because he tries to be accessible on Twitter and on Tumblr, and they keep telling him things about how he's killing the game of Magic with all these decisions that he's making every time he makes a new set, and he says it like, "Yes, you are correct." I am trying very hard to kill magic. I am very bad at my job. And I can honestly say that <laughs> that here, since I am likely to be the last person to sign off, that I have finally, after 300 episodes, managed to kill the podcast. So take that, Mark Rosewater. <laughs> By God, old man Stompy, we have a family. Well, we'll, we, we'll, we'll always still have four heroes of light to get us through things. I was going to tell some heroes. stupid joke. Like I was going to make up some joke. I will, I'll be honest, full disclosure, more inside baseball here about how corrective consciousness was going to go the way of, like, Berserk and the mystery of Edwin Drood and, like, all these things that, like, implicitly the connection was that the author died in the middle of making them. <laughs> and if you had yeah. said anything about that, I was just going to say, like, ever since Four Heroes of Light, you've been dead to me, Vice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, um, that that is a that is a good thought, is, like, you know, like, we're, we only have so much time on this earth, and ha being able to put a cap on something is is a luxury, so, um... Yeah, we have done what many TV shows have not. <laughs> to be able to end <laughs> on your this terms? this is a good ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th we're, we're ending on our own terms, and uh, not in an embarrassing way, I don't think. So, no, uh, no plot holes like, I can think of. Not substantially yeah. more so than usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I said this off the air before we started recording Reactive, but, like, Oh man, old man Stompy, Pyro Jack Frost, you missed it. Like there, there was a whole arc where Vice and I recorded <laughs> evil versions of ourselves, and we had to fight them and just just pretend you know what's going on and, when we talk about. And that now I have recording. a gigantic scar on my chest. Uh, and, yeah, <laughs> and you don't know why. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Pyro, did you want to say any last words? No, I mean, like I know I've been out for a while because of life as well, um, but it, it has been fun. Um, it's interesting doing something like this, I would say, because 
I've never liked hearing the sound of my own voice. <laughs> but um, that is a weird thing you have to get used to, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. But it and but it's just it's it's cool making something that even more than one person, more than zero people, listen yeah, pe- to and people enjoy. People from all over the world listen to this, which is yeah. like baffling to me. <laughs> yeah, people like I, like Lotus I mean, did unfortunately. The... Unfortunately, this is not a visual podcast, so I don't I don't know. The, the fans of mine won't tell me that they're fans of mine. <laughs> they won't come running up to me in the street saying, "Are you Power Jack Frost?" I'm like, "No, I don't know who you are. Go away." <laughs> we had that one day you'll, you'll where we all went to Magfest, yeah, where Lotus had the panel, where like a handful of I, people I was just going to mention. Just because, I was just going to yeah. say, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Pyro, come with come with us to Magfest the next time I do some panel and see if anyone in the audience picks up well, your voice because like she, I remember they we uh, had they, somebody they, who did, <laughs> yeah. And they recognized me too. <laughs> yeah, it was. They recognized Old Man Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, it was it was hugely flattering. Um, it's it's just one of those things. Um, yeah, like like some somebody actually like comes back for this. You know, it. it this is something that you 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 spend um, like a certain amount of time, but collectively like hours listening to to us over time yeah, that's 300 episodes it's always at least two to yeah. three hours that so that's in this two week that's like 1200 hours of listening to you guys yeah. talk i cannot honestly say that i I'm listen to this podcast about it. <laughs> despite being in it but because i have a lot of respect for the people friends. who can stick with you guys <laughs> Well, it, it, it's also one of those things where, like, um, uh, like <laughs> even some of our friends actually do listen to the podcast, but don't interact with us. Like, like Perry, Perry listens to the podcast. That's like the he, worst thing it, that we it, never it, it, we talk about Perry all the time. Like, and he'll have to. That's the one remaining plot hole is that every television show has a character who they it's refer like Maris. to. Yeah, they ne- you never yeah, have to see. <laughs> yeah, like Maris, uh, Perry, Perry. Uh, we don't see Perry either. <laughs> like that's the funny thing is like this interaction with him is very one-sided. Uh, and, so, <laughs> and only he knew, he knows. I, about I, it. I will say that that Perry was supposed to come to my new house. We invited him to come play games, and he picked out the board game. He set a date, and then he got COVID. Maybe he didn't really say, <laughs> like, but he was like deathly ill supposedly. The, he did yeah, tell me the, at one point he had COVID. The, yeah. the day that he was supposed to come over, um, and some people will do anything we, to get out of engagement. Yeah, they'll 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 go to the you know they'll, they'll, they'll go to the one. they'll go to the supermarket <laughs> and just have somebody spit in their face until they get COVID apparently to avoid hanging out with me personally. Yeah, um, and so I, I actually I, I drove I will... over to his his new place uh, where he lives with his wife and and um, I brought him vegan cookies to help him recover as a care package, and he didn't come to the. Oh, I mean, because he was sick, he wouldn't have come to the door anyway. But he, like his his like sister in law came to the door, waved at us like a couple of crazy people because I was trying to take a picture of his house to send it to him to make sure I got to the right place at like one o'clock in the morning with a package of cookies in my hands, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, so I, after all that time, I never got to see Perry. As far as I know, he no longer exists. <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say like uh, I interact with him weekly at our D and D sessions. I no. think that you're full uh, of shit. At least as a voice, he exists. <laughs> well, we, we we used to watch uh, the boys together, and I, I I wanted to get that going with another show, but we haven't been able to do that. So, um, but uh, I, I I do want to start doing group uh, watches again. 
uh, because that was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I missed that. Um, and well, the boys is coming back, so maybe we could do it. Uh, boys, the boys are back. Oh, what was it? What was the other <laughs> show? Invincible feels like that's in the same like. Yeah, we tried it with Invincible, but it didn't stick. Uh, I've been, you know the, you know the main format for Invincible, where where Nolan is like standing over his his like destroyed yeah, think, son. Think. So I've been trying to get my my daughter to do that, who's two, over like one of her plushies, like toss it on the ground, and just like make the like put her hands on her uh-huh. on her temples and just like look really aggravated, and, like turn it into a personal main template. That sounds really hard to get working though for. Like as young as she is. Yeah, uh, she's only two, and like I said, I'm not looking to monetize my daughter. I just think the picture would be really funny. <laughs> yeah, <be> riot. <laughs> uh, that that show has one of the most devastating things that go on in it. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, I I uh, I I read the comic before, so like I was I was familiar uh, with it, and I, I got up to the tw- the first major twist. There, so. there's the, that that scene I have seen once, and I cannot bring myself. I do not have the stomach to watch it a second time. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it it's also like great in in in, in what it is. Yeah, well, it's it's well. impactful. Yeah. I will definitely say that it, it's yeah. it's it's, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, it 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 does the job, right? Um, but yeah, I I I I would like to do something like that. But um, you know, I I also don't want to keep trading like scheduled <laughs> things for other scheduled things. Yeah, so like, my wife and I always say that like, that, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of stuff that has, now that we have kids, that has to be watched when the children are asleep and when we still have energy, yeah. which is, like, only a couple hours a day at the most, and there's only so many, like, there's only so much stuff you can fit in that time, especially if you're trying to watch it together, then you're not, like, double, like, yeah. if we watch stuff separately, then we can double up on, on media and we can talk about it later, but if they, but then we didn't watch the same thing. Yeah, but then what, what, what what's even the fucking point <laughs> yeah. at that point? Yeah, but, like, yeah, like, these things happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're adults. What do you want? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, uh, and we all live um, in different. Th- different th- thankfully, the most recent big release is Kirby, which is a tremendous amount of fun to watch. My my, my daughter loves oh. loves it. She thinks it's the greatest thing. It, 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 that was one of the like biggest like like joyful games that I've ever played. It, mm-hmm. it just like turning into a, a, a or. Like uh, swallowing up a uh, vending machine was one of the like the the most joyful things that I I could discover to do. Um, it was just so much fun. It's like it's, um, my, you know my daughter's two and she can vocalize the majority of what Kirby is doing. He's like, oh, he ate a car. Like I probably didn't register that, that that's a thing that that people Cute. can do. But in cartoons, it happens all the time. <laughs> he, he's a triangle. You know, he's a circle. Like he got a star piece. He got a coin. Like these are all really easy things for kids to vocalize. Kirby has a very universal sure. grammar. Yeah, uh, it's, that that's that's that game is just so much fun. I was I was playing it with my wife watching, and she just like, was enjoying oh. the just the aesthetic of it and everything. Oh, and uh, so I, I, I will say one of my daughter's first five words was "ako," which meant Animal Crossing. Just that was what she said from because we just <laughs> you know that game came out when she was five months old. And that was like all that we did all day, because that was also because you know it came out right after the pandemic, so we were just home all yep. the time playing Animal Crossing, hope you know hoping one day we too could go outside just like the people in the in the Animal Crossing game, <laughs> it's like working on our town. In this fictional game. <laughs> I I have to say, um, me and my wife visited your town like online, uh, and uh, you and your wife's town online online, and it was 
so magical. Like you put so much. Well, okay. Like my my, my wife effort. Did. She has her it. own. Like I have no energy to do the town sculpting. That is all Binti Mitz. So if she ever wants to oh, come on the wow. podcast again, she can take all the credit for that. It it, it it was just like the amount of detail that she put into every little section of your island. It was just such a joy to look at. Um, and the amount of hours that she must have played in order to get all of the bells in order to do what she did and all the collectibles to do what she did. Yeah, well, you know, like it's like I said, it's child fantastic. safe, especially very early on when the game came out when the baby wasn't really old enough to move around very much. <laughs> like, we had a lot sure. more time to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was just... I had never seen anything like it. Our our our, our island didn't even get close to that. It was just oh, so. I will I will wonderful. pass her that message. Yeah, it was in the post podcast world, a wonderful human accomplishment. <laughs> Honestly, um, just beautiful in every way and uh, wonderful. So, um, with with that being said, I, I think we can we can uh, we can wrap things up. I mean. Um, we could do rest in peace corrective consciousness uh <laughs> well, that, that was that was the one thing i wrote to confirm that i had edit access to the show notes so <laughs> and uh that is our last show uh, we want to thank all of our fans who contributed all the things that they did um yeah just you know comments questions just silently listening like all of it yeah, uh, all the support in any every way that you did, even if you just listened to it, um, was was good enough for me. I mean, just having an audience is is a uh, is just a fantastic uh, revelation. Like like somebody wants to listen to what I have to say, uh, what we have to say, I should say. Um, so uh, finally, you can friend me as Visible on pretty much anything. Uh, you can keep in touch uh, with me that way. And finally, we'd like to thank everyone who contributed art, uh, Thakafon especially, uh, for uh, providing us with title cards as well, and Eco Garden and Dracologist for providing us with the music as well. Uh, it's insanely great that you were able to put in uh, enough time uh, to be creative and support the show that way. Thank you. And you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Lotus Prince. You can hit me up on Twitter at, at Lotus Prince. And finally, if you are interested in seeing my videos early, getting in on exclusive live streams, selecting upcoming games for me to Let's Play, or getting in conversations with me and other patrons on Discord, then perhaps consider swinging by my Patreon account, which can be found at patreon.com slash Lotus And he has a very lovely community, a uh, very tight-knit um regulars a lot of titan regulars oh, wonderful community they yeah. do indeed they're nicer than us <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time especially me i don't know why you guys hang out with me but you're funny <laughs> you're, you're, you're funny. an equal opportunist uh insulter all right um yeah i'm pyrojack frost like i probably ended almost every single episode i'm places look for me if you want <laughs> Say hi. I might say hi back. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, I am Old Man Stompy on YouTube, Old Man Stompy CC on Twitter. If I am active on the internet, it'll be on one of those channels. If I ever do anything, you know, in content creation in the post podcast world, it will probably be announced on one of those two. So please feel free to follow me. Although I'm currently doing absolutely nothing besides enjoying my beautiful home, my beautiful wife, my beautiful daughter. 
my like comfortable job <laughs> as best yeah. as best as we can in this current in, in the current state of affairs yep absolutely well um this is signing off then thank you all very much for your support yes thank you all peace thanks everyone cheers <laughs>